Welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-sell crew goes on a little deep dive for what was a ratings war between WCW and WWF. Now it's just a slacking weekly for one WWF. A whacking. Oh, it's a whacking. A whacking. A slacking. A slacking. A slacking. A slong? Mm, sometimes. Valvinus is on there sometimes. Well, well, more on that later. We are in the go-go home show. For I mean, we have to wear weird uh, bikinis with flowers painted on us and dancing go-go cages. Yeah, yeah. groovy baby. Or you guys don't. Far out, baby. It's a, it's for a Judgment Day for WWF. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. You go straight what to hell. do you get when you fall in love? Okay. Uh, for that <laughs> being said, uh, you go to no so no. And as we are, how many weeks away from uh, Great American Bash? Three. Two? Three? Okay. Yeah, three. Three. I am your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Revved. I don't know other words that rhyme with I'm Kevd. You're Kev and, uh, and uh, Bevved up. Bevved up. I, I, I didn't think this one through, clearly. He did not. But the guy who always thinks it through, the ch- 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 chose the one, Mike Booble. I'm G'd up from the feet up. He just challenged him to a duel. <laughs> Getting tore up from the floor up. So, boys. Rock out with my cock out. Yes. I'm like Jeter with my Peter. Pass out with my ass out. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. That's what I appreciate about you. We're, Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> Your sister's hot. So. This week's Monday Night War is the May 5th, 15th of the year 2000. May the 4th be with you. Yes. So is it May 5th or May 14th? May 14th. Cinco de Mayo. It's May 15th. Oh. So. What? What? Sure. Yeah, no, he's right. May 15th. Yeah, he's right. Thunder's on the 17th and SmackDown's 18th. You got that. So in. Did you watch the wrong week again? Depends on your definition of the wrong week. Wrong year? Because you watched Russo stuff. I watched Good Nitro. So What year was know. that again? Like 98. Ah, the good old days. Watched May 27, 1996. What was on that show? Nothing big. The gambler, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name was, in the ring. I can't remember the two, the two idiots it in was, the name. It was uh, Mike Enos against Steve Dahl. But it wasn't. It wasn't Mikey. It was his name. He was. He's the, a gimmick. Yeah, it was the. I'm trying to think. I almost said the Berserker. I was like, nope, it's not the Berserker. What the, the fuck is this stupid name? B- it was the Mauler. The Mauler. The Mauler, Mikeyness. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I was mauling my penis, got it. So as I was looking for the ratings, it has come to my attention that we are exactly six months away from being done. Mm, no. Try some math again. No, six months. We go we until March. March of 2001. <laughs> oh, so. well, that ratings then go to that then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we ended March, sir. We're about nine months away. Or nine, nine months. Yeah, we're about nine, nine months away. Well, I got to check that website again. I mean, he, does goes, the, he does the math. He does so. no It math. goes to January, I guess, to that yeah. ratings. We'll just say they lost every week. <laughs> they lost every week. Spoiler. Checks out. Oh, what's the point now? So let's go to Monday Nitro for where? Biloxi. 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 It's in Texas. Diabetic. It's not even close. <laughs> Mississippi. Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, anything in Biloxi, Mississippi, Corey, of note? I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of Southern wrestling happening in Biloxi, Mississippi. But I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I'd say that would have been part of the Mid-South uh, area for 60s, 70s, and 80s. So we're talking uh, Bill Watts era. So um, Junkyard Dog is probably a huge deal in Biloxi, Mississippi. Good old JR yeah, on the call. Some, some old JR on the call. 
And Freebirds. Uh, Gordon Solie, was that the call with them then? No, no it's Florida. Florida. So, uh, I mean, there's a good chance the Freebirds probably started a couple of race riots at some point. Good chance. Biloxi, Mississippi. They were on the wrong side of that ride, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Any wrestlers from Mississippi? Oh, tons. I'm trying to think of uh, Kamala. This first one that comes to mind. So, Kamala. any wrestlers in, uh, from. Uh... <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. Kamala. Yeah, you know, you had it right the first time. Who was he before Kamala? Sugar Sugar Bear. James <laughs> Harris. Mm. That'll strike fear in the hearts of, well, nobody. Jerry Lawler comes back into the locker room or goes into the office after the first week and he works the Memphis Territory at uh, Sugar Bear. And Jerry Jarrett, the boss, is like, so. How's that sugar bear? I put him in the main event. He's like, he is the worst goddamn wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Two left feet, can't do shit. Well, that sucks. We'll have to get rid of him. Oh, by the way, I think I've came up with this idea about this Ugandan headhunter. I got a great idea. Let's do Sugar Bear Harris. He doesn't have to wrestle. He can just chop and, t- and slap his gut. So Jerry Lillard killed his career and saved it in the span of about two minutes. 30 years later, still doing Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Minus a couple feet. You don't worry about that. Those feet? I you wouldn't worry about those diabetes. <laughs> Commentary for Monday Nitro is one Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, Scott Hudson. The A-team. No, we said you got diabetes. We already, we already covered the commentary team. Okay. <laughs> Mark Madden over there. Mark Madden. Uh, we set the show off with a recap of the history of the Brothers in Paint of Vampiro and Sting for the past two months. That deep history. That deep Goes all the way back months. to March. Yeah. <laughs> A week before the redo. Yeah. How they were the best of friends. And then the redo, and then already turned. Yep. (laughs) How they were brothers in paint, and then how Vampiro turned on Sting to join the new blood. I remember this episode vividly. I was off that day. I think this was by the time that my boss had been like, okay, you're a wrestling fanatic. I'll give you Mondays off. How nice of her. But you gotta work early on Tuesdays. Suck it. Yeah, so fuck you. Uh... And I remember being like, whoa, because this, you know, opening a, a fucking show with a cage match. It's a huge deal back then. It didn't happen. Well, for yeah. Nitro does, when, when Vince Russo is in charge, anything goes. Anything goes. Should have known. Anything goes. As our first match of the night, we're going straight to it as it is a cage match, a house of pain. One Vampiro versus Sting. Shouldn't this maybe be on the pay-per-view? Oh, they have something way better planned for the pay-per-view, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how could one company have so many different cages for a cage match? Because this cage is built entirely different than their regular cage match, than their War Games cage, than their triple cage. So they went out of business. They blew their fucking entire... It's a cool cage, honestly. It's all on cages. This had been their fucking cage? It's a sick cage. We need so, to look over the, the red sheet here. Why, who are all these cages, and why did you sign the whole family? What, what, question. <laughs> is, yeah, Brian, we got Nick. <laughs> does, does WCW really stand for World Cage Wrestling? I see what you did there. I think that's what Russo was going towards. World Cage Fighting Wrestling. He was ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. Just incredibly ahead of the curve. We see? There it is. Yeah. Uh, Vampira comes out first and he locks himself in the cage. So Sting decides to climb on top of it, uses his baseball bat to open a hole at the top well, of the cage. That's a well-built cage. Well-built cage. <laughs> well-built cage. <laughs> you know. Except for that part. Except Excuse for that me while I use my bat Except here. for that one panel. Yeah. 
That little panel right there. I was, There's always <laughs> one panel on the top that's made of shit. Makes yes. like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, Vampiro dominates most of the match. Uh, Vampiro attempts to jump off the top turnbuckle and hit a Hurricane Rana, but Sting reverses it into a powerbomb. It's a bold move because there's no fucking space. Basically, Sting just like did. Uh, I I I sideswip you and I hold you back, hold your legs, and make it look like a powerbomb. This is when Sting gets the offense. Uh, Sting then handcuffs Vampiro face first against the cage, and then Sting hits multiple Stinger splashes to the back of Vampiro, and then he leaves. And I guess that's match. Well, he won when he clipped his hands. Yeah, you win via... It's the, you, uh, <laughs> it's the, going back to the old Bret Hart thing from a few months ago. When you clip the hands, that's you You win. That's because they call it the House of Pain. So then <sighs> Sting starts to leave. And then they begin to raise the cage up with Vampiro, still handcuffed. And then we just zoom in on Sting the whole time as he's yelling at them to lower it back down. Was you're going to kill Vampiro? Okay, so this was him like just saying, like, just, you know, you're going to separate both shoulders. You're going to fucking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then we cut back to the cage as it's been lowered, and Vampiro is gone. Like, gasp. Bum, bum, bum. This sucked. So, gentlemen. Yeah. He beat him again? Yep. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know what their plan was, but getting Vampiro over must not have been it, because. My God, Sting, can creative just at some point work for you, brother? Because fuck, man. At this point, yeah, Sting needs to be like, so am I ever going to job in this fucking feud, or... Jesus Christ. Or am I... I'm just thinking to get him over, right? That's that's why I'm showing up, isn't like, it? Yeah. So, I'm not winning world titles. I don't need to be over. Yeah. I'm good. I'd rather just go home for months at a time. He should be winning these matches. Yeah. Jesus fuck. You did pour... Like, for him, for Vampiro to get over, it's just him pouring the blood on him. Mm. Um, then we go backstage to one Bl- Brian Clark as he shows up, and then Shane Douglas attacks him. Ha-ha! Man, that's not, not a great look for Brian Clark. Your ass just got franchised. He slams, uh, he runs Cl- Clark into, like, a production truck. That's and then, Kevin Ash moves, sir. How dare <laughs> you? Damn it. And then throws him uh, into a trunk. Um, a lot of kidnapping in this company. <laughs> There's a real epidemic. You, you know who got that? WWE NXT NXT's parking lot is the most unsafe parking lot. God, remember last year in AEW? Like every week there was a kidnapping. Yeah, NXT is doing the same thing too. It's very unsafe in wrestling these days. I know Liz had that bullshit storyline with Goldberg, but there's actual like crimes (laughs) happening weekly on television. Yeah, NXT. There were when they yeah uh, remember like Ghetto Delphin Tasman just kidnapped the entire cruiserweight division at one point yeah like like back to back weeks never heard anything about it again yeah. Like fucking the other show, they put everybody in a goddamn bus and drove away. Like, yeah, he drove, they drove some dude in a cage. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of what are we doing, Jesus Christ, we're going to go backstage with MIA, the misfits <laughs> in action, as Captain Rection is pumping up the misfits. As I think he, he's general at this point, isn't he? Is he general? He's general. Okay. He's general Rection. General Rection. Because they figured, you know, he's the leader, so he should be the general. Captain Stash. Cajun. Nope. It, Corporal Cajun. Corporal ha- Cajun. Van Hammer is now Major Stash. Get it? And then Chava Guerrero's Lieutenant Loco. And uh, Corporal Cajun. Corporal Cajun for and last Major room. Guns. And then the new recruit, the former NWO girl. Tylene Buck. Tylene Buck is now Major Guns. And it, yes, it's stupid. There's two Majors. Yep. That's because Van Hammer threw a fit and threatened to quit. 
because he he was supposed to be Captain Stash, but that's too low of a, of a gimmick for him. I kid you not. He said if he didn't get a promotion to a better, higher label, he was quitting. They should have been like, "There's the door. See you later." Yeah. There's the door. We can literally have but anybody in, else do this role. But instead, they gave it to him, and he's Major Stash. There's the door. Right? Everybody else would have been like, well, like, then fucking leave. The the whole well, point, literally the whole point of this gimmick is Major Guns, not any of you idiots. It's yeah. literally her. And uh, But no people rank. <laughs> as it were. As it were. And, and he got his way, because it's WCW, and no one is really running this ship. <sighs> There's As the we'll door. See you on Thunder. Um, <laughs> I love that all of a sudden, enemy of Mark Madden, Tylene Buck, is now his favorite fucking person. You're right. <laughs> we need you to fawn over her. Okay. Easy. <laughs> Got it. We she need you to show, be Lawler when it comes she to her. show her tits. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to the ring for a promo by Chronic. They come out with the tag title, so the American dudes didn't run off with them. Well, you know. Well, then oh, Brian well. Adams calls out one Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas comes out. He says that uh, he that he won't come out alone. Uh, Douglas says that he'll come down if a match will happen. That they put the tag titles online. Then he all of a sudden Douglas goes, "Well, they sus- they suspended Bagwell for thirty days for disciplinary reasons. So I have a new partner, the Wall. So it's an upgrade." Let's stop the show for a minute, and let's talk about... It's a very vague answer, the, the, the term there, Joe. Oh, no, go ahead, sir. Oh, me? Okay. Oh, yeah. Why, database. why, why, so, why is one Buff Bagwell suspended for only 30 days? So the, uh, you know, the ring crew, the, you know, the guys working behind the scenes. It's on Lake Bill. Trying to get things done, trying to get things out of the building, into the trucks, so they can go either back to wherever they go or to the next town. And Buff Bagwell and a couple of wrestlers, I think it's Lex, checks out, yeah. and someone else, are just standing in front of the door talking. Probably build them up. And, right. And the, the, the guy asks Buff to move because he needs to get through here and get done. And Buff instead um, throws some racial slurs his way and then, like, uh, physically attacks him, too. Punches him. Yeah, punches him. Um, and for that, got a uh, 30-day suspension. Probably with Probably pay. with pay. Yeah. Checks out. Um, out of fire. Yeah. But you, I, you are literally already <laughs> in a racial fucking lawsuit. Yep. You dumbass. You're in that, and then you put your hands on a ring crew member. And <sighs> don't think that the people who didn't care if the ship went down or not, and there were people there, didn't go to that ring crew guy and be like, if I were you, I would call that lawyer on Monday and mm-hmm. add your name to that lawsuit. Yep. Because uh, there were many guys who were just straight up like, I know what's going to happen, so fuck it. I just want everybody to get theirs. And spent this entire year just making sure everybody who deserved to get paid got paid. Jesus. Um, Kevin Sullivan being one of them. There it is. He saw the way along. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the American dudes are no longer as they're now that it's an American wall. <laughs> the American wall. <laughs> Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Mr. Franchise. Mr. Franchise, tear, tear down, down this wall. wall. Yeah, he was charged <laughs> with battery. Good. Piece of shit. Yeah, and then he specifically was stripped of the world tag team title. Good. 
So he is officially not a tag team champion. I'm confused at this, this point. point. Once Chronic came in, I got really confused because they just took the belts, even though they weren't champions. And then, and then she's like, we put them up. I'm like, they're your belts. And then, about, do you want to put them up? By this point, I had no idea who was actually yeah, the tag team I, champion. I've, I've lost like, track. Yeah, you know, someone's, got, someone's the champs, I know. <laughs> so the bell rings, and then like Douglas runs away. Immediately like, turns on the guy he recruited to be his partner. Um, because this is Russo, and we need another match for the Great American Bash. So, so the wall back by drop, drops Clark through a table. Adams is going to powerbomb the wall through the table, but the wall uh, um, back uh, backdrops Adams, uh, reverses it, and backdrops him through the table. The table doesn't break. The wall and Adams struggle to figure out what to do with this table spot as they were trying to redo the spot, but also not at the same time. So what do they do? The wall puts Adam on the table, jumps on the apron, and then does a body splash through the table onto Adams. Then Clark grabs, wall goes into the ring, and then Adams instantly gets up. He no-sells the table spot. Both Chronic get in the ring. They double-team him. They hit uh, uh, the wall with the high, with high tide, right? Or... Their finisher, the double choke slam, like high times. High times. High times. Through the announce it. table. It's like chronic, Joe. Yeah. Uh, high time. Ha ha. But, um, yeah. So the match ends via putting the wall through the announcer table. Who then immediately gets up and no sells the tables. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And then they, he's going to do the stretcher spot, and then he attacks the paramedics. He beats up yeah. all the paramedics. Of course. Wow. Actually, that's actually a very funny line. Mark Patton was like, if the paramedics are hurt, who helps them? Yeah. <laughs> the wall puts one of the paramedics through a table with a chokeslam. We go backstage <laughs> with Eric. fucking happening? We go backstage with Eric talking to Kimberly about getting a trailer or something. I don't know. DDP is going to end up living in a trailer. There it is. As then one Disco Inferno comes in asking, can he lead the Mamelukes? He wants to be with his friends. And then Bischoff's like... I don't give a damn. Go be with your friends. I don't want to be with the Mamelukes. Then get the hell out of here. Yeah, but she was like, I don't. You mean nothing. So go do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, he should be like, with the who? Yeah, who are the Mamelukes? All right, you can go away now. You have friends. You mean the Paisans? Yeah. Yeah, shut up in your face. Then the cat brings in Terry Funk. Bishop wants <laughs> a fresh start, clean slate with him, but he just wants to give. He wants Funk to get the title back. I'm never gonna give you the the belt. You'll have to pray it from my cold dead hands. And then the cat Your proposal is and, acceptable. And then the cat sidekicks Terry Funk and starts beating him up in the corner while Kimberly and Bishop begin go back to the discussion. Immediately becoming a face. Yes. When did the cat become like Bischoff's right hand right, man? Yeah, right hand cat. No idea. When, when he trained his son in karate. Hmm. There it is. <laughs> then we see earlier today of Norman Norman that Smiley and Ralph is trying to find a job. I heard that Garrett was the kid. Who read the poem during Sting's entrance at Starcade '97? Really? Well, darkness has befallen you. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah I guess that's Garrett. Hmm. Uh, we see Smiley and Norman in the, in the parking lot. Think they got an idea, and then you know what we see? Another kid in it. No, is that Goldberg's monster God truck? God damn it! I am so sick of Goldberg's monster truck. I could throw. It. Yeah, I swear to fucking Christ, this goddamn monster truck. It costs how much money to have that thing at every fucking show to do the stunts? Because 
It's not like you can just, it's not street legal. You can't just drive that bitch somewhere. So you have to transport that fucker on a trailer. You got to mention you're, it. Yeah. yeah, not to mention you're buying five or six cars for it to demolish yep. every show. You're paying that fucking driver. I, Where do you go, WCW? Oh, my fucking Christ. Then we go to our next match for the Hardcore Championship. Terry Funk versus all of the filthy animals. <laughs> but we get the longest <laughs> entrance possible because now the filthy animals' entrance is like they're behind the, the, sh- the sheet. sheet and you see the silhouette. Well, Booby well, is like drinking water and trying to put his, like, the, his weapon away and couldn't do it. And it's just like... It's like, a, it's like a bad Austin Powers skit. Yeah. And it's a new Filthy Animal song, too. Yeah, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Nasty. That's the way we like it. And that's all the words I know. After yep. that, well, uh, spoiler, they don't even play that shit on Thunder. It's just like some B-roll fucking music. That but, song sucks. It's bad. But uh, So we we had a long entrance for them because Hoovy's doing Hoovy oh, things behind know. the sheet. Hoovy's <laughs> doing Hoovy things. God uh, damn it. Filthy. Finally, the juice is in Biloxi. Did he get it right? Yeah. He did. Oh, shit, yeah. I thought we got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as when Terry Funk would come out. I actually think with him it's a shoot each night. It's, there's a 50-50 chance. I do, too. He's kind of messing up. Zag it off. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, as, as Terry Funk is supposed to be coming out, it's actually the cat beating him up on the way out. The animals attack Funk with a bat, a kendo stick, and a chair. Uh, they place a chair on Funk, and Hoovy does the Hoovy elbow. That looked fine. It was the next move. It looks like it hurt like a motherfucker. The uh, Ray doing the Sabu leg <laughs> yeah. drop with the chair on his face. Conan yeah. does the rolling The Arabian face buster. Jesus Christ. Or in this case, the Tijuana face buster. Hoovy's going to jump off the top turnbuckle, but the misfits in action come out and attack the filthy animals. Then Disco Inferno comes out to help the filthy animals. And uh, the announcers, what the hell's Disco doing yeah. out there? Are they friends? <laughs> and then Booker T comes out and bookends Disco Ray and hits a scissor kick on Conan. Funk's laying on the ground the entire time. Um, I think he just face smashed in by a chair. It's pretty obvious to me that this version of the Filthy Animals is just completely mid-card, beat-up uh-huh. fodder. Like, the, yeah. Russo and Bischoff see nothing in this particular group. Like, no, yeah. It still has Ray, who, by the way, still not buying as a... Uh, a heel. Nope. Not with that he looks Cisco like a, hair. Yeah, and he looks like a 12-year-old it's boy. like Kidman. He looks like, his, uh, he looks like his young son, Don, uh, Dominic, during the, the feud. During the ladder match yeah. for Crest today. Uh, Eddie's son, Dominic. That's yeah, true. Uh, Funk, however, gets the win because they place him on the top. Does that mean it's Eddie and China's son, Dominic? Mamacita. You want the Latino <laughs> heat? Well, Funk is still knocked out, so uh, MIA brings out major guns for her to rip her shirt off the opposite direction of the camera. So we're already starting good on that. That actually, <laughs> she actually may not be able to do that towards camera. That actually might be a uh, S&P thing. Ray and his wife wanted a baby but couldn't do it. But when my Latino heat was all everywhere making many babies with all the mamacitas. I lie. I cheat. <laughs> I come. <laughs> So MIA, the misfits have I no pull out. The misfits have uh, major guns. Give Terry Funk mouth to mouth, and I th- do believe he did stick some tongue. I had one chance. She wouldn't notice. Wendy Peppercorn. She has too many uh, um, plastic pieces all over her anyway. What in the fuck is going on in this segment? Well, I hope who we're ready. the fuck is the heel? Who the fuck is the face? Yes. Why is Booker here? Yep. So I can explain all this. Holy shit! Terry Funk's a face. No, he's the face. He's the face. M.I.A. is the face. Yeah, M.I.A. is the faces. 
the filthy animals are the heels, along with the cat. That makes sense. Yeah. So the one so far it's made sense. And I hope you're ready for like three solid months of MIA filthy animals because this is literally. So they just replaced the West Tennessee Rednecks. Yes. With MIA. Or or the Revolution. And stripped it. Or the Revolution. That's the same thing. It's just whatever. Yeah. Or Raven and. uh, Or the Deadpool. Yeah. Raven and the Deadpool. So it's just basically that was the best of the bunch. I thought, even Raven, though I didn't say Clown Posse, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Vampiro, Raven, and Clown Posse was a cool ass group. Kind of really good match at fucking yeah. Fall Brawl, Fall, Fall Brawl, yeah, yeah. or Hog Wild, Hog Wild, Road Wild, Road. Well, they wrestled thing. at both. Same of them. Thing, They're yeah. both good matches. Hog Wet, Road Wild. I don't know. Hog, hog road, brawl. Hog Wild, Hog Brawl, Hog Brawl, Hog Road, Got it. Hog Road, Road, road well, Hog. Don't worry, guys. Rick Flair has shown <laughs> it's up. One of those. Rick Flair has shown up to the building, and I'm out. And what's that? Is that Goldberg's truck still there? <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like Killdozer now. It's just like in the background yeah. behind everybody. Like, what are you, Michael Myers? The Da-da. fuck is this? It's be, like it's not even on. It's hey, just peering around yeah. the corner slowly. I would be far more interested if it was Michael Myers stalking. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> this whole show was just the truck like peeking around the corner. I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah. that's you funny. Hear, like, you hear like the engine like, like, like the lights go on and off. Commentary: The truck has a headset. Yeah. So, uh, Goldberg Shrek, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, one, one, awesome. one, one rep for yes, two reps for no. Uh, then we get Smiley and Ralphus wanting to sell popcorn. <laughs> like, hey, hey, you want to sell popcorn, you see? You know, it's a tough business here. I'll give you two young up-and-comers a chance. If yep. you do me wrong, I'll uh, send you back to Saginaw. Yep. This was great. Uh, then we then we see Flair barging into the Bischoff's office, saying, "Bischoff, you gave me your word. This wouldn't happen again." First mistake, Rick. <laughs> yeah, first mistake, Rick. Don't take Eric at his word. Flair wants Russo. Bischoff's like, "I don't know where he's at." Bischoff tells the cat. Uh, Flair continues yelling, and he leaves. Bischoff tells the cat to go get Russo. Uh, give him a heads up. He's in. Uh, Cat's in like, where? He's like, he's around the corner. He's, the yeah, he's in my. He's in my, <laughs> he's in my motor trailer. home. Yeah, he's in my motor home. I wouldn't trust him in your motor home. We find out oh, that no, during he's, he's dealing shit. We find out that during the week, uh, Russo and David Flair decided to visit Rick Flair's home, and we have footage of that later I, on. I feel I feel like we're gonna have different takes on this. Yeah, yeah we are. We will. Yes, we are. So let's go to our next match. As well, first, Hard Knocks Candy, Chris Candido. Uh, hard Knocks Candy. <laughs> Notice they uh, have dropped that Hard Knocks thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. Candido. Well, it's just Candido with Fat Tammy. Candido uh, semi trucks Tammy to the ring. I'm as they say that they're the first. Don't put on a platter for me, Bill. Yeah, they're the first couple of wrestling. <gasps> Damn, dog. Like you know, Liz is in the company, right? Fuck. Savage is just a phone call away. Jeez, he's still technically employed. You fucking <laughs> yeah. asshole. And I'll let you know. And I'll, I'll just say this. I do, I do believe on Raw. One Triple H says the exact same thing too, so it's funny. Jesus Christ! And then they decide to challenge any couple in the back, and that's when I went, "Okay, here comes, uh, here comes the artist and uh, Paisley." But no, but no, it's Crowbar and Daphne. And I guess the Cruiserweight Championship's on the line. Somehow. And being that this is the Russo era, I knew Daphne was winning this belt. Yep. Back then. Yep. Not a doubt in my head. Nope. Well, Miss Hancock comes out like right away, and we see her. <laughs> she so, gets less hot. 
in WWE to me. Yes, she is. Because she's she can't. She, her she, whole thing is she, to be seductive, and she can't do it. Yep. She does nothing. She doesn't know how to dance. Yeah, she can't. She's like Elaine. It's like watching fucking Kimberly learn how to dance. It's like a dry heave set to music. Candido hits a superplex. <laughs> Uh, if I just have Candido and Crowbar, that'd be fucking great. Crowbar yeah. tries to do the women. <laughs> Crowbar tries to do a stalling suplex <laughs> on <laughs> Tammy, but her fat ass uh, <laughs> has him has him drop her, and she actually somehow rolls him up. But uh, <laughs> Boss Hog with a near fall. <laughs> uh, Daphne hits a uh, Mama she, June almost had the win there. <laughs> Daphne hits a DDT on Candido. Um, the mother from What's Eating Gilbert Grape tries to do a <laughs> twisting net breaker on Crowbar. It's funny you say that because at one point when they were in the ring together, I was like, it's like the mom from What's Eating Gilbert Grape fighting Wednesday Adams. Yeah. And I didn't know what to make of that. Da-na-na-na. The moon ecl- eclipsed the sun during this match as it was just Tammy. It's the Dorita, sir. Jason Kidd's collar. It calls her move the dark side of the moon. Dark side of the moon. Uh, Candido tosses crowbar chair. That's and, what Pink Floyd did. That was the wall. Um, and uh, but crowbar catches it. But then Fat Tammy somehow slides into it. But the the grease from her legs helped her go slide underneath the ropes and kick the uh, chair into crowbar. Sorry, that was Uselube from Uselube.com. Uselube.com. That's right. She used, she used, she just hides fried chicken in the weirdest places. That's all. The, the grease, the chicken grease. Damn. But then all of a sudden. Miss Hancock's like, hey, Tony, I'm going to dance for you. And Mark Bad was like, she just said Tony? What the hell? Yeah, you got some explaining to do, Tony. He's like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm not doing any of this. What is happening? And then she's all like. So she starts Elaine Benison <laughs> it. And we see Crowbar like rocking out to it. And then Crowbar and Candido and Crowbar, fight on the outside. Crowbar really getting into the fucking rhythmic thrusts that Stacey Cleaver was yeah. performing. So Daphne is, some, is able to roll up Tammy with the help of the ref for the win. And a crowbar. And a crowbar. So your new cruiserweight champion, either Daphne or crowbar, as they both want to put the belt around their waist after the, the match. bungee cord. She got the pin. Yep. She's the champ. Champ. Then, the fuck? Then, Cro- then Ric Flair comes out and then beats up crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> He's done had it. Then he calls out Russo. Then we cut back to Russo telling the truck guy, when I give you the signal, play the tape. Now, when you say he calls Russo, you mean he calls him out for like five fucking yeah. minutes? Yeah. Russo, get out here. Oh, my God. And then we got to give the star time to build up his her appearance. We got to wait. We wait. We I'm wait. We go to commercial. We come back. Wait to him, he's the star. We wait. We wait. We wait. And then it just cuts to the video. I got it so at first. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We wait, we wait, we wait. And then we cut to Sting trying to leave the arena with his car on fire. (laughs) What the fuck is happening? Here's what I choose to believe Goldberg's car did it. I choose to to believe. Goldberg's truck backfired. (laughs) I choose to believe that they didn't key Sting into what was going to happen. This is a legitimate reaction. Is a shoot? Is a shoot? He just <laughs> like, throws his bag He down, didn't even take time hands. to change. He's like, I'm fucking leaving tonight. He just tonight puts sucks. his hands on his hips. He's like, fuck. Yep, of course. Of course. He's yeah. like, <laughs> checks out. <sighs> Fat Tammy left the air fryer on again. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> she farted. <laughs> so Fat Tammy farted near a lighter. Yep. <laughs> to ruin my car. I got a trick for you. Check it out. <laughs> so then we finally cut okay. to. I was, gonna say, I was I was sort of excited at first because our New York video last week was fucking brilliant. 
It was so good. Yeah. So at first, I was like, okay. You, you give it a shot. We'll see. So then we get uh, the video Russo, Daphne, and David going to the Flair's house. As Russo put it, this is his Gerardo Rivera, uh, like, uh, special. Yeah. Open that tomb, baby. We see a limo there as uh, <laughs> that vault, David says that it. Uh, what's in the vault? Nothing. Uh, David <laughs> says the sorry. limo is for the his stepmom's like grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Just for when she wants to go to the store. Then we see Russo looking at a painting of the kids, and it's the uh, the champ Reed and the little demon <laughs> Ashley. And I was like, oh, he's not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. Like, fuck, fuck Russo ribbon on the square shooting. Uh, twenty like twenty years too soon. We got it. Then we go to Ric Flair's bedroom, and Russo jumps in it because hey, he wanted hey, Space Mountain, sir. He's um, always wanted to check out Space Mountain. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, he didn't say he wanted to write it. He wanted to check it out. Okay, he's written it. Yeah, I did. Uh, David then points out the pool that he couldn't go into, but he had to go into the shark-infested creek. The shark-infested creek. So this one, I was like, so this is just cribs. Yep. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yes. Well, no, I mean, yes, but it's like, I enjoyed it because it's, and I'll be the first to admit, I enjoyed it because of Russo. I thought yeah. Russo was hilarious I, I, as, the, as the wannabe Geraldo who's, like, feeding David all the shit. Right, right. He didn't like you for this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed this too. Uh, they go through Ric Flair's closet. They see his shoes, he's his like, robes. I always wanted a robe. All right, <laughs> she's like throwing all the shoes out, almost like, gets Russo on the deck, cap, and he's yeah. like, "He's like, watch it, weird ass." <laughs> and so at this point in the in the crowd, you can audibly hear a boring chant yep, in the yes. crowd. Yep, yeah. I was I was like with you guys. I feel um, you, Biloxi. They go to Champ's room, aka Reed's. Um, Russo steals some of his medals. Then they then <laughs> Russo's like, "Hey, I know." Uh, Teeth, teeth. Uh, I know you're. Uh, I know Champ sleeps here. Show me where you sleep. And we go to the unfinished basement, and it's just a sh- blanket and a pillow. <laughs> this is where you had to stay for 21 years. Um, Russo laid it on thick. Yes, but that did. part. Okay, so the part with going into Champ's room and even the basement, I could have done without. But the next part, when they do the run-in. With the with the family, the, with the family, the wicked stepmother and that little demon, demon. girl and and Reed, I enjoyed. Reed shoves Russo. Kill yourself. It's funny. The same look Ashley had on her face in that video. Well, I saw Spectrum. I did too. Go figure. Um, but uh, it looks like they're gonna have a face off. But then they just leave the place, and then David Flair and Daphne come out to the ring as Flair is just standing there still. Daphne still has all of Ric Flair's belts. And a robe. Yep. Uh, David says that... Uh, oh, sorry, Russo stole a robe, too. We didn't bring yeah. it up. Yeah. He wore it out. Uh, David says that his dad... The Flair hated, so... <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can have this one. This one sucks. It was one of, the, one of the newer ones in late 98 when the original... From the original maker for about 30 years. Yeah. But she'd gotten sold and kind of lost her way. And but he, you know, like a knockoff row basically. Yeah, and he was friends with her, so he, you know, he wasn't gonna not pay her for it. So he paid and wore it a couple times, but it's definitely one of the less. Or um, it's awful basic. It's a silver, yeah, silver <laughs> and black lining. Yeah, yeah. Te- like look like tinsel. Um, David set, tells Rick that his dad's in the back, so whatever you need to talk to him, you have to go through him. 
Flair tells uh, David to come down the ring. Uh, then Flair says, you know, he earned a shot at Jarrett, the Great American Bash, but I am decided I'm going to put that in tonight. I want my title match tonight. Flair says that, uh, then, like, then Flair goes on this, like, rant, but I couldn't honestly understand what he was talking about because he's like, David, after I win the match tonight, you're going to go home and see how, what type of asshole you are when you look yourself in the mirror. I was just, I was confused, like, where you went from. He he's was, trying to challenge. get through to his son that he's yeah. fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, he was trying to do the old, uh, like, you don't ever want to fight your dad. He's like, yeah. if you, I'll beat your ass if you want to, but. That's what he was trying to convey. It didn't work. It just didn't work. But then Flair goes, you know what? I'll take you on at Great American Bash. But you're not facing Dad. You're facing Ric Flair. A lot of people didn't like that distinction. I liked it. I did. I liked it. It was the fact that, like, look, all this crap, you're done. You really want to become a man. You're in this business. You think you're not taking on your dad. You're taking on the nature boy, Ric Flair. Let's see how good you fucking do that. David says, you better be ready. And then Flair's like, I'm always ready. I love getting ready. Ooh. You know, just like you can, you can feel the intensity from Ric Flair right here, saying, trying to be the difference of. Thank God, one of them brought intensity. Yeah, the other guy just yells a lot and thinks it's intense. I mean, Daphne brought. Well, cruiserweight champion. But then Ric Flair puts this title, a uh, little stipulation on the line: if he loses to one David Flair at Great American Bash, he will retire. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, cool. He's losing. Yes, he is. Because Vince Russo's booking, and you can... Yep. He's got no subtlety. It's that... It's that... It's that... uh, It's the bizarro that when somebody says, I'm going to put my career on the line, and then you know they're not going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, they do that... Except for Russo's booking. Unless it's Russo or it's Ric Flair, because Ric Flair always retires when he loses. It's like Russo taught Vince McMahon how to just... Don't worry about subtlety. You just hammer the fucking point home before it happens. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about honoring the gimmick. We'll just do a hyper weird gimmick. And we'll keep figure it out of it later. And if they don't like it, fuck them. That's fuck why. Em, that's why. <coughs> right. uh, Jeff Jarrett then comes out of nowhere and hits Ric Flair Thank with the guitar. Christ. Into that fucking segment. Jarrett puts uh, Flair in the figure four as David's Woo! just punching him. We Is that see. A three-way? Does that count as a three way? Yeah. Ooh, weird three way. Oh, yeah. Jeff Jeff Jarrett tackles both father and son. Uh, we see Russo telling someone to uh, to go fix it, and we don't know what. But then Russo turns his attention to Liz, saying it's uh, it's time for for him to show tough love. And that cage match wasn't the first uh, earlier tonight. wasn't the only cage match tonight. So hold on, Joe. Hold on. Yes. We blow past that previous segment. So you both liked it. I I liked I liked it. parts of it. Yeah. It went a little long. Uh, you could have edited down the video a little bit, and I know they're saving Russo for this, but it really would have helped if he was out there doing the lines David Flair was doing, because um, David just does not have it in him, especially when he's going up against his dad. The only part of that segment I liked, outside of Jared hitting him in the face with the guitar, that's awesome, was actually uh, the stuff in Reed's bedroom. That's the only part that, honestly, if I was David, would have made me angry. Is all those trophies? Oh yeah. Everything else, I'd have been like, I, I don't care. Yeah, this is dumb. So that even like when the kids showed up, I was like, like, like I said, okay. like, they could have done such a good storyline with the reality of, you know, actually Reed get the best of your everything, and I, was, me and my sister were left behind in Minnesota. They, they built up this whole thing like we're gonna show the real Ric Flair. They just showed a house. 
They didn't show like weird home movies where he was being weird. They didn't show him like yelling at like his wife. They just showed a house. I was like, what was this supposed to prove? This proved nothing. I just, yeah. Well, it's because they don't have shit like that. Because the the rep the rep with Flair for years was he was an okay family man. The only bad thing with him when it came to his wife was that he just fucking cheated all the time. Because he's like with Flair, he's gonna fuck everything. That was the lawsuit. Is that he went to his fucking son's game? Like nobody yeah. thought he was a bad dad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this storyline? Like, I, at least play off the wife thing. Yeah. Like, you're a dick husband. You suck. You left my mom and me and my yeah. sister in Minnesota to start this great new life in North Carolina with them. You gave them everything. You devoted yourself to them. There, there's some meat on that bone. But it's, it's the uh, Dusty Dustin thing. Or yeah. Dusty, Dusty Cody thing. Yeah, they could have done the thing. Yeah, you know, Dusty left me with mom. I didn't see him again for years, but I mean, he's dad of the year with you, but he coddles you and blah, blah, blah. That's that, not the so direction they went. They went with, here's a bedroom. Okay. And <laughs> the, the Cody Dustin thing was weird a couple years ago. Remember, yeah. the whole thing was Cody didn't want to hurt Dustin. He wanted to kill an era. But then when Brandy would talk, she's like, yeah, let's kick his Rhodes ass and kick him out of the family. Like, she fucking hates Dustin or some shit like that. Well, she has a mixed race baby. And it was never. I mean, there's a good chance Cody's a mixed race baby. Dusty and Sapphire. I mean, if you will, allegedly. So, if Joe, you, you liked it? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I agree with Corey that it went a tad bit too long with the footage stuff, but it also didn't help the fact that Flair comes out for about five minutes, and then we finally cut to. Yeah, why did it take so long for Russo or David in this instance for anyone to get out here and face him? That really hurt it, too. It went too because long. Because it, it became that point where uh, Flair just started going, woo, woo. He like, had to do something to get the crowd going. Yeah. He's literally just standing out there in the ring. Okay, Are we doing anything here? somebody coming <laughs> out? <laughs> no? Or or no? Right. Okay, I guess Something's got to happen. So we move on with Russo telling uh, Liz that she has a cage match, and this is when Tony, Tony Schiavone goes, what is going on? And I felt it. Speaking for America, Tony I Shavani. felt it, Tony. I felt it. I don't know why Meltzer hates Tony Schiavone here. He's just speaking for America. We got a ringside with Russo coming out with Palumbo and Liz. That sounds like a terrible talk show. Oh, ringside my God. Ringside with Russo. That sounds fucking terrible. All right, you marks. Swerve. Swerve. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> that was sick. We were not, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Liz, uh, Russo has somebody fixing the cage on top. Um, Liz has made uh, a horses Ooh, out of... really muscular uh, maintenance guys there. That's weird. I cannot... W- I, I got my That's the fa- fittest Mario I've ever seen. My favorite it's thing... It's me, Mario! My favorite thing is coming up. Is Russo's going to make... He says he's going to make Liz compete in a House of Pain match and brings out Medusa. Huh. So we have another cage match. And then Russo is just yelling at Liz and in in, he's in the ring with it being locked. And... Then the stagehand who is supposed to be fixing the cage, high spot, high spot, lowers himself. <laughs> he beats him. He lowers himself down in the cage. The most athletic thing Luger's done in years. Right, and here's my favorite part: the camera zooms in on him, and he takes off a fake mustache first. I'm like, "Fuck, man, I that was Luger." It's a me. It's a Mario. So all I thought was. So Luger can get down and not rip his knee apart, but take her hit? Yeah. That's what you're telling me? Shit. <laughs> Luger has a fake mustache and a wig on. I don't know. It's just like. My favorite part is he takes the hat off, but keeps the wig on. Yep. yep. And then takes the wig off for the big reveal when everybody in the world knows. It's he already like Luger. should have kept the mustache on. Should have kept the mustache on. sick. But I love it's that. It's a total meat bomb. I just love the fact. <laughs> hey. 
I just love the fact that it, like, it just zooms in. He's like, I don't know if you know this is me, but oh my God, it's Luger. I did not didn't see that coming. Shout out to Bobby Valentine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I can't believe how that would work. Medusa, Medusa attacks. He's an Italian dude in the Mets dugout. <laughs> Medusa attacks Luger until Luger puts him in the rack. Russo low blows Luger, but Luger has a cup on. <coughs> Liz kicks Russo in the groin and then puts the cup in Russo's face. Uh, Palumbo and the security guard finally gets the uh, gate open, the cage door open, and then they mace Luger. Escalated quickly. <laughs> He's got a gun. Uh, Palumbo beats up Luger with the muscle flexor, the workout. Uh, the Lex flexor. Lex flexor. And then Kevin Nash comes out, beats up all the security guards. Russo, Palumbo, and Liz get out of the ring. Kevin Nash is going to jackknife Medusa, but then Mike Austin comes out to attack Nash. Uh, Luger gets up and is going to hit Austin with the uh, bolt cutters, but Austin and Medusa leave. Nash that's, gets on the mic and he wants a match with Mike Awesome tonight. In that's, a uh, that's filthy animal member, Mike Awesome. That's yeah. sir. And he wants he's the fourth man. Shit. Yes. Uh, he wants a match with Awesome in an ambulance match tonight. Well, they really are obsessed with this ambulance. Oh thing. my god! Can I tell you guys that we're five matches in so far, and every match has had a stipulation. Say, now, when you say the word match, we've had five attempts at uh, athletic stuff, and all of them has had a stipulation: House of Pain. Cage, um, mixed, uh, uh, mixed, mixed tag, tag for a title. Yep, mixed tag for a singles title. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, handicap hardcore championship. Yep, and then this cage match for the women. And we want an ambulance match. Cool. Well, so, Russo, why is Medusa still here? Why is Liz even near a ring? Like, what are we doing? Because uh, Russo grew up with a massive crush on Elizabeth. And Medusa has huge tits. But you have major guns. You already have that gimmick. And Patty Stonegrinder. And Patty Stonegrinder. Can we get some Patty Stonegrinder love, please? I like how she's not under contract and hasn't been there in a year, but you guys are still <laughs> I mean, on that Patty Stonegrinder kick. You know, I mean, we know talent when we see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you want Patty Stonegrinder or do you want Liz in the ring, Corey? What? I, neither. Touche. That's not the answer. The answer in is 2000, Patty Stonegrinder. Because in 2000, Patty Stonegrinder has been wrestling about 20 years. Yeah. So she's about Hogan's age. Uh, don't yeah. need her in the ring. Go on. <laughs> brother. Brother. What's in her brother? Wait, have you ever seen Patty Stonegrinder and Hogan in the same place at the same time? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let another belt beer on there that I didn't win, dude. <laughs> I beat up Kaufman, brother. For so let's go back. I smaller. <laughs> no, well, I did it, brother. That's my recollection. Best I beat up Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I slapped Kaufman on Letterman. <laughs> I gave him cancer. Damn. God damn. Uh, we go backstage with Gene as he's waiting for Scott Steiner as Scott Steiner's late again. Um, Steiner shows up and says he saw Russo's format and he's like, I'm not going to wrestle tonight. <laughs> I ain't doing this shit. Shooting so, brother. Steiner says he's going to wait in the back for uh, uh, for Braun Breaker's dad <laughs> and Stank to show up in the alley. Stank. 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 Stank Abbott. Stank Abbott. You know, that's what it is now. As there's so many rules in wrestling. He's like, wrestling sucks because there's too many rules. Okay. If that guy was in a like, legitimate like tough man contest and said that, I would shit my pants and leave. There's this tough man competition. <laughs> yeah. Too many rules. I'm out. I just imagine Scott Steiner on the first like three UFCs where there were literal. No, you could literally just 
bite somebody's dick. They didn't care. <laughs> he would kill them. Oh my he god. He would have ran through everybody. He's like, who would 130 win? pound jizzy guys. He's like, that's cool. I'm going to snap your fucking neck. <laughs> yeah. So, how about eat a dick? Who would win? Corey. Scott yeah. Steiner. Whatever the answer is. Scott okay. Steiner. It's, it's, it's multiple. Scott Steiner, Jesus. It, Scott Steiner. It's multiple <laughs> matches here, but they're all involved Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner versus Ken Shamrock. In the original 95 Ultimate Fighting Rules, Steiner. Yeah, Shamrock. No, Steiner. Shamrock is a better striker. Yeah, but if Scott got his hands on him and tied him in fucking knots, it would have been all over. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, you ain't just asked me a fight question. Let uh, me just okay. boom off from okay. it, sir. I have other... So Steiner is an he... all-American wrestler for sure. Yes, he was. But Shamrock at least had some jiu-jitsu background. He did. I don't know what Steiner's mat game is outside of just going for a pin in, in collegiate wrestling. So you got to wonder if Ken Shamrock got him like in a triangle or armbar, what Steiner's oh, no, what if, thing would be. Like, it it would, would be interesting. It would be a tough contest. But I think if he was able to get a hold of him. Because in the mid-90s, that's almost prime Shamrock. That's yeah. a little past prime Steiner. Because at that point, like he is, go either way. His injuries are kind either of way. the back. Yeah, he's he's real fucked at that so, point. What is like prime type? So like, let's do Scott Steiner versus Vader. In a shoot, Vader. He's big, dude. He's he outweighs him by hundred pounds. Paul Orndorff beat the fuck out of Vader in flip flops. That's Paul Orndorff. Um, so I'd go Scott. Vader's a big Scott? softy, man. He didn't yeah. want to fight. Yeah. All right, two more, and it's gonna be rapid. Ming and Scott Norton. Uh, oh, Jesus, fuck. Those are... Hmm. To me, those are the toughest ones. Yeah. Because all three have a reputation of when getting coerced, not exactly fighting by any set of rules that are gentlemanly, if you know what I mean. Haku bit a dude's nose off. That's true. It's hard to not go Haku there. <laughs> right? He bit a dude's nose <laughs> As much off. as I like Norton, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I might have, I to, might go have make, to go Haku have to go has the advantage here. Haku on the ma- yeah. yeah. Okay. He'll kill a dude. He don't care. Yep. Then we, uh, Can you imagine biting some dude's nose off? No. No. <laughs> of, no. Of force? No. Just Jesus Christ. We, uh, we see... Uh, There's no Bone Collector, that movie. Yeah. Where Denzel bit the dude's neck. That was awesome. I was like, Jesus fuck, dude. I've never seen it. So movie. he's paralyzed. No. And so he's like, he's trying oh, to be killed. And some dude, like, he bites the dude's fucking neck and kills him. She Checks bites out. through his jugular. I was like, Jesus, fuck, man. Jesus. That's a badass movie. We see Norman Smiley movie. and Ralphus uh, giving popcorn away. Yeah. Scott Norton and Ming. To Could Hawkins Norm- beat Scott Norton Norm- and Ralphus? To Ralphus's ass crack selling yeah. popcorn to people. Then we go backstage with Stank dude, and Braun Breaker's dad on the, going outside. I would have bought popcorn from them. That would have been fucking Hell sick, yeah. dude. Scott attacks. Not after the next uh, spot. Yeah. <laughs> Scott attacks Tank until. Uh, and Stank. then Stank. And then Scott's girls attack Rick. Rick, Rick uh, then oh, he chases Rick. them. Uh, Rick then breaks a two by uh, Braun Breaker's dad breaks a two by four over Scott's back. You gotta love freaks that are right or die. All right, yeah, they hide behind a place with a two by four. That's right. We got your back. Ooh. The stink they did with that two by four later. Ooh. Stank and uh, Braun's dad uh, keep uh, Stank and Rick Breaker. <laughs> Rick Breaker. Rick Breaker. <laughs> Uh, keep on attacking Scott until what? The Goldberg truck. <laughs> the truck is there. And what does it do? Run over other cars to show how dominant it is. While Stank and Rick mm-hmm. are just standing there like, what do we do? I'm confused. Are we setting up a Goldberg's truck versus Stank and Rick Steiner at the bash? I think so. Maybe. And Jesus then we Christ. then we cut back to uh, then we cut to one Kevin Nash backing up an ambulance. 
Uh, he supplies his own ambulance when he has an ambulance match, sir. Where to, Stephanie? It's a big, sexy ambulance. <laughs> there it is. Big Daddy ambulance. It was the ambulance used in the cannonball run. Speaking oh, of the, that was Owen's ambulance. There it is. Yeah. Now we know where it was. It was in Biloxi the whole time. So now we're going to go to our ambulance match. Kevin Nash versus Mike Awesome. Uh, they brawl in the ring. They brawl up to the ramp. Awesome's going to get a table, uh, gets the table and sets it up. Awesome heads over to Nash, but DDP comes out of nowhere and diamond cuts Awesome. DD me. Nash then, then decides to powerbomb Mike Awesome off the ramp, off the stage, through the table. However, Awesome goes dead on him. Oh, he dead weights him. Well, that's that's your fucking problem then, sir. So Nash decides to, I mean, lift you up more. <laughs> but then DDP, it's like, I'm going to help him. So then DDP helps picking up Awesome, and then DDP jumps with Awesome, so He's he hits luck- the table. Awesome's lucky DDP bothered to do that. Yeah. Nash is going to throw him off the movie and he, miss the table. He deadweighted him, and Nash yeah. was going to be like, well, that sucks for you. <laughs> well, fuck you then. Remember, Giant? You're yeah. doing that off the ramp, <laughs> off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> Told you to work with me here, kid. It's like one way or another, you're going. <laughs> like, you power up? No, you are. No, it wasn't. I wasn't asking. It's, you're it, going it's, up. It's, it's New Jack all over again. One way or another, you're flying. Yeah, that's gonna happen. I don't, I don't want to go up the back. I don't care. Mm, that sucks to be you. Uh, this is happening. <laughs> so Austin goes to the table. Nash and DDP tell him to suck it as they uh, leave. And I was shooting there at that point. Damn. Like awesome. What are you doing, man? Jesus. You don't deadweight Kevin Nash. Nope. Like he's not the strongest guy in the world, but he can get you up. Uh you know what? Um the Super Brawl seven, when Giant cooperates with him, yeah. he clears him easy yeah. for a jackknife fireball. And it made it look easy. A year later he deadweights him. And he broke his fucking neck. And guess what? I'm powerbombing you anyway. Do you, you remember what was it what what one was it that that um, giant does a like crossbody over the top rope. No, but Nash did. Oh, Tope. Nash did. It's that same match. Yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck. I'll just tope on you. Because no, remember, giant is where he like leapt over the rope and kept running in one motion That's on nitro. Freaky. Which is scary. It's like, excuse as me, fuck, dude. <laughs> but no, wasn't didn't Nash or G- someone did like a cro- like a try to crossbody over the top rope, but then the other one catches him. No, it was, it Nash, was Nash did the tope and giant caught him. Oh, okay. I think I'm, I, in my head, I, I see Nash doing that. Like, bananas. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's impressive when, like, he does that when, like, I don't know, fucking Ray does it. Yeah. But. Because Kevin Nash was three, 357, 360. Right. That's a lot to just, like, oh, holy shit, dude. We cut backstage to Bischoff telling someone that they have to handle it themselves. And then a car shows up, and it's one Hulk Hogan. An hour 14 into the show. This I'm is like, every week now. He shows up an hour 14 in, beats up 12 to 15 people. And then leaves everybody Shows up, dead. 114, leaves, repeat. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? How much longer is this show? It's like another 20 minutes. Yeah, for some reason, on the cock, Nitro was like an hour 43 this week. It went over. I think I know why. This would happen every once in a while. I can't say for sure if that happened this time. But with the NBA playoffs around this time, uh, it might have been that there was a West Coast game afterwards, so there was like a 30-minute buffer. Just gave him time. So they just went with a two and a half hour nitro. Um, that could have been it. Because sometimes if the East Coast games wrap up early and then you know, sweep them and all that, you used to have the West Coast games and they're always at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So that, could, that, that was my guess. Because I'm like, this is slightly longer than a normal mm-hmm. nitro. I'm surprised Hogan did back. 
So I don't have to be there until 124 this week, brother. That's right, brother. Um, then we see Smiling Ralph is saying that they had a great job, uh, that they did a great job, and that they want to expand. And, and then Ralph is, goes two knuckles deep upside his ass. <laughs> then next starts just digs his hand into the popcorn. And that dude's like, oh, no, you motherfucker. I saw that, you disgusting fat ass. You're fired. <laughs> he turned that son of bitch sideways. It's like yeah. a straight up scandy ass. Oh, my God. He was at least two knuckles deep. Gee, he's in a digit play. You know, he's a trucker. It is what it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, he lot lizards. As Ralphus decides that oh. if people want chocolate-covered popcorn. <laughs> Would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? <laughs> uh, then we go to the ring with Eric Bischoff, with Kimberly, and the cat. Oh, Peter... Um, <laughs> Uh, damn it. <laughs> um, uh, Bischoff calls out DDP. DDP. This feud can die anytime now. Right. DDP comes out and says, Cat, you're uh, something but your big pussy. Cat. See what, see what he did there? A lot of people think you're a badass, but I think you're a pussy. Cat. It rhymes with wussy. Uh, DDP then punches Bischoff and the cat. GDP hits a twisting like a rock bottom on the Yurinagi. Yurinagi. Uh Kimberly hits DDP with a running chair shot. He is the original people's champion. What was worse, the Kimberly chair shot or the Hogan chair oh, shot? Hogan's. Kimberly, 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 Kimberly put a little actually. muscle behind yeah. it. She swung at his back. Like Christ. Then all of a sudden, Sid Vicious comes out. Say so what? I hope you enjoyed this. Say so what? Sid Vicious comes out. And then he gets on the apron, and he wants the hot tag. He's over. Crowd's missed him. And Somehow. But who didn't see where this was Then going? DDP gives him the hot tag, and then Sid turns on him. Leg gasp. <coughs> he chokeslams DDP. Hogan runs out, beats up Sid and Cat. Of course he does. Uh, Bischoff gets on the mic. That's reminding Sid why he hasn't been showing up and then losing him. Yeah. Um... Like, oh yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Bischoff tells See in January. Yeah, Bischoff tells him that he's gonna uh, Hogan that he's gonna play his game now. Hey, first of all, sir, that's on the other channel, <laughs> right? Uh, then we see uh, Bischoff he's playing Hogan's game. It's not. He's not that dangerous. That's what Bischoff said. He's gonna uh, cheat on his friend's wife and have some sushi. My, I, oh, I, 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 I'm gonna bring that up now. The, the my buddy asked me. He he was. Uh, Listening to something like Bubble the Love Sponge stuff. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what in the? Why are you still friends? Because he friendship. He go. Oh, he does the deep dive and he just does that weird crap. And he's Does like, listen to Rogan. And, no. No. Are you sure? Yes. Mm. I hope. Um, and then uh, he um, was telling me like he he's like, hey, you probably know about this Bubble the Love Sponge stuff with Hogan, right? I'm like, yeah. He cheated on his wife, made a sex tape, so she was a bad idea. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you should go back and you should look up the trial stuff about how Hogan's dick is uh, six inches to, Hoko, to uh, Berlea's three. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Why are you going to make sex tape against small dick? Ask Vern Troyal. I mean, small dick needs love too, Craig. Uh, yeah, but you, you want to publicize it to the world that you pack in nothing? Brother. Eh, it's star fucking. They don't care. We see Bischoff. Stories he fucked Hulk Hogan. Then we see Bischoff yeah, backstage true. telling Horse not to screw sure it up. Laid, you know what I mean? Then we get a recap of Thunder of Horse losing his job, his match against the Filthy Animals. Bischoff comes out and tells Hogan that he has to. Horse is going to kick his ass. 
So we have a three-way dance. Horace Hogan ver- versus Hulk Hogan versus Kidman. Well, that sounds fucking terrible. Oh, Kidman's here. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Kidman's here. Oh, yeah. Kidman's also still in the feud. Kidman has now taken uh, a spot behind Horace Hogan in the feud. Yes, he has. Man, he's like, I couldn't get released. I'm fucking still here for this bullshit. I'm sure glad you're getting me over. Bischoff joins commentary. Hogan sleeps. At least I still have this hot chick, right? Well, right? about that? Well, right? <laughs> so Horace during this match does nothing. He just stands there. <laughs> you don't say. Hogan slingshots Kim into One the One of the three. Horace is the worst worker. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Horace, uh, Hogan slingshots Kim oh. into the onside ramp and then whips him with the belt. Hogan dominates again. Yeah, it's like a fucking SDSM. Th- I mean, he's fucking just... He whips Kidman like a jilted lover. Once Ho- once Kidman gets any momentum, Hogan hulks up. Kidman low blows Horace and then tries to leave, but uh, uh, low blows Hogan, but lo- uh, tries to leave. But Horace throws him back in the ring. Bischoff gets on the apron and misses the slap he was supposed to slap Horace with. Horace goes after Eric. The filthy animals come out, but Hogan takes care of them. Ho- Horace comes in with two chairs and gives one to Hogan. They all Hogan beats up all the filthy animals with the chair. Tori Wilson gets on the apron. Horace licks his lips and then hits his uncle with the chair. Bum, bum, bum. Family, another family destroyed by pussy. As then Cat. we go, then Horace leaves the. Uh, Cat's been busy tonight. Ring with. Tori, and then we see them backstage as Kidman is like, hey, what the hell is oh, going yeah, no, on? Kidman, I, I like it. they're getting Kidman over. Now he's now he's a cuckolded bitch who doesn't understand why the woman he's supposed to love has betrayed him to give her uh, to give her sweet nothings to some bald, miniature, less important Hogan. As Eric Bischoff tells him to, relax. Relax, I serviced her out for the... For the purpose of our storyline, you'll get her back when the Baleas are done with her. So, Corey, you know what happens with her later in the year, right? Mm-hmm. Joe does not. I haven't told him, and I was like, you're, you're going to hate it, what happens later in the year. You, you, said you, that, hate, this, you hate this now? You, Wait till you, later. You've said a lot of things I'm going to hate later on. So you, I mean, you're really going to hate yeah. what happens, Tori. Well, you know how much hate it is that website I go to the ratings for? They end in January of 2000. Um, they just stop. And so, you know. What was I going to say? I mean, 2001. So, that's why I was like, oh, we're done. About this Kidman thing. I had something about this Kidman. I had a point about it. How he's chasing them oh, down backstage, and Bischoff's like, relax, bro. No, it was something during the match. Kidman's like, can I just put the wife beater back on and wrestle Vampiro every week? I don't need to be over. I have no idea. Because he's, he's less over now than he was in February just wrestling random matches. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. This Hogan rub has sure worked out well for him. Brother. I mean, some of like these really aging stars, they don't put over the young talent. It doesn't seem to get them over. Jericho. Shocking. Weird, right? Shocking. All right, P. Kidman. Uh, Vince Russo, Daphne, and Dave Flair come out to join commentary as we see Nash Fuck. watching. As our main event. Hold on, hold on. I'm hanging on here. I was going to make another comment about Kidman. You have to think Kidman's, like, really... It's odd. He's in a no-win situation, though. If he'd have gone over with those other guys, McMahon would have saw him as nothing. Yeah, for Light sure. heavyweight Sunday Night Heat dudes. Yeah. Losing to Papi Chulo and, like, Funaki. Now, he would have been pushed at all. So, he was fucked either way, and he knew it. At least here, he's making the money because he's been there for a while. So, sucks. He deserves so much better than this. God, this sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
as our main event is finally a one-on-one match. Sort of. <laughs> for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Oh, it's that, it's that guy in street clothes. Street clothes, Ric Flair versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, they fight on the ramp. They brawl on the outside, hitting each other with chairs. They have exactly the type of match I didn't want to see between Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair. Yep. Yep. Jarrett puts Flair in the figure four, but Flair is able to get to the ropes. Flair low blows Jarrett while the ref is checking for time. I love that spot. Hey, how much time we got left? <laughs> Flair. <laughs> then Flair rolls up. That's what it was. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. It wasn't important. Go ahead. Jarrett for the win. Hey, he had another eight-day reign. Jarrett grabs the after the match. Jarrett grabs the, his guitar, but Robinson tries to get in to stop him. But Jarrett hits Robinson with the guitar. Russo and David get in the ring. David hits uh, Rick with the Statue of Liberty figurine. Russo leaves with the belt, but Kevin Nash comes out. Russo slips trying to leave the ring. Crowd laughs at him. Nash chokes Russo, gets the belt. Nash is going to enter the ring. Jarrett tries to attack him, but Jarrett hit, uh, he gets hit by the belt while Nash is still over the top rope. Then Nash uh, jackknifes Jarrett through the, uh, through the ring. Yep. That's why we had no high spots in this match. Yep. And then Nash gives... Uh, Floor of the belt. Floor of the belt. So, real quick, I came in point. I would have respected it so much more if he had done the Shawn Michaels thing to Hogan that Shawn did, where he just like comically oversold everything. Because mm-hmm. at least it makes sense for Kidman because he's being fucked. So oh, he's yeah. like, "Well, fuck you then." Yeah, no, he's being Shawn was being a dick. It didn't make sense, but Kidman's being a professional, but he's getting buried. Like, and I think he knows it. This sucks, dude. But back to this, uh, man. I mean, you guys know my views on Flair at this point, but. I know he's a legend. Did we fucking need another title win for him? I mean, Jesus. No. I got My cry. God. So, did we need the Arquette title also, reign, the DDP title reign, the Flair <laughs> title reign? The Jarrett guitar thing, I get, sort of. Like, okay, it's fine. I don't care about, like, because people always shit on like, how many guitars you go through. I don't care about that. What's with the figurine? I don't get that. Because he had them way before that New York City video. So, why in the fuck is the figurine thing come from? That I don't know. They're always... Sta- like, why do you have st- cases of Statue of Liberty figurines? Russo, New York. Bro, swerve. Um, I'm going to say it now. In our time here with the Monday Night War stories, Corey. Yeah. How many times has Ric Flair won the title? One, two, three. Three times. Okay. 96, he beats uh, Savage. Or actually four, because Starkid 95, he beats Savage. Mm-hmm. Savage wins it back. He wins it back on Nitro. Mm-hmm. And then in 99, he beats Hogan in the double turn. Nobody knew it was a double turn. Yeah. And then, yeah, here. Crazy. Yep. And this one wasn't needed. Yeah. And I'm sure nobody wanted it. Mean, Do you think Flair won? I, I can't imagine he wanted no. it. No. No. He, well, this does him no good. No. You'll see. You'll yeah. see. Okay. We'll it's, see. Uh, I got news for you. He's not in the title match at Great American Bash in three weeks. So it's a real lengthy reign. Well, once the year is over, once Shots we're done, up. once we're done, we got to figure out. Uh, we go through the uh, the uh, title changes for the. T- uh, oh, it's twenty five for WCW. Yeah, right? there's twenty five yeah, world title changes. Yeah, yeah, but when we get to the end, we're discussing. Plus, up. plus a little. Um, I won't give away everything that happens. However, I will say that, uh, and, I, and I think it's the Statue of Liberty figurine that does it. He gets hurt here. Flair does. 
It would make sense. Uh, he has he's had an inner ear issue for like 15 years. The Warrior gave him a clothesline in 1992 in WF that um, just like shattered his eardrum. Yeah. And caused a whole bunch more. That's why he and that's originally low key one of the reasons Brett won the title from him at a house show in October '92 because he had no equilibrium. He could barely walk. The fact that that match is as good as it is, is a fucking miracle. Uh, this because the best of all time. Yeah, they <laughs> they thought, hey man, um, <laughs> we can't have him as champ. The Warrior fucking killed him, and now it's come back uh, after this shot. So there's, I mean, there's good some job, David. Let me just put idiot. it this way: there's a lot of weird shit that happens the next couple of weeks to him in the world title. Awesome. Now, thank you, guys, Joe. Arquette has already won and lost the title. <laughs> I will say this, though. It should not be hard now, after the ending of this uh, night, to figure out who Jeff Jarrett wrestles at the Great American Bash for said world title. David Flair. I'm sure you know. I, I think I, my brain works in that way. Um, however, guys, this show's not over yet. As we go backstage with Bischoff telling uh, someone on the phone that him and Russo will be on the plane to go meet him, and then Bischoff tells one Shane Douglas that you're in charge. Well, I'm out. Of Thunder. Uh, this is pure desperation. Pure. Reeking. I don't even know what this business thing is. I'm going to hate it. It's, sure. I'm sure whatever it is yeah, going to suck. It's pure, unadulterated desperation on their part. So that was Monday Nitro. So I will say. I mean, we'll talk more about the shows at the end. It was not as boring as last week. No, it wasn't. It wasn't no. good. I thought it was okay, but it was not as it was not boring. I wouldn't call it a good <laughs> show, but I wouldn't call it a bad show yeah. either. Definitely can't call it boring. No. <laughs> so let's move on to Monday Night Raw, where we're in just Cleveland. I'm tired of being in Cleveland. So Cleveland is really hot. Better wrestling. I feel like it is. <laughs> not really. Ohio. Okay, so it's weird. Okay, there was this weird. There was this weird Ohio, Cleveland, Buffalo, New York, like territory in the '60s that did okay, right? But other than that, no. You realize those those towns are like eighty miles apart, which is bananas to think about. That's why there was a thing. They're just across a lake from each other. Doesn't even make sense. Top of fucking Ohio and the top of New York City. Plus, we'll just say that later. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get the, let's get the people behind the scenes, yeah, folks. We're they like the, what we give them. We're trying to do the Um <coughs> So yeah, Cleveland. So we're in Cleveland. We're not. <laughs> Does anything of note happen in Cleveland in wrestling history? Ever? Mm, I, can I, mean, think, uh, I can't think of a final s- of the tit. Where did Rock come back? Was it Cleveland? In four. I don't remember where that. Where the fuck it was eleven? Eleven. That's right. Great, but Cleveland. I mean, I mean Cleveland. The, the Drew Carey so, uh, show's uh, theme song. Well, he's wrong. Cleveland does not rock. Cleveland sucks. There Cleveland sucks. I saw Drew Carey the other day, by the way. He was on um, he NBA on so TNT. He looks, so he looks brutal. Did he yeah. have, does he have his long hair? He does. He the and it's hair. creepy. Yeah. yeah it's mm. Not the Drew Carey I remember. Not yeah. a fan. So let's go to Cleveland for it's May not. 15th for Monday Night Raw. All right. Commentary team is... Like you're like always stand old, old. I was referring to the old standard, but said stand old, stand, stand old. Older. It's you like that stand um, old Jr. King. It's like half filled. That's right, Jr. <laughs> uh, backstage, hey, the Rock shows up. Hey, on time. Look at that. He's Suck on it, time. 
Well, I mean, they did go a week of program without him being on. They had to get him on real fucking quick. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so now we're going to wait. We go to the uh, crowd shot until you hear one. HBK Sean Michaels that? theme song. Did not. Uh, I forgot about this. Know about this. And then as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, fuck, I know what he's going to do. God so there it. was a, I, in my, what I thought I saw Ugh. was a delayed reaction of the crowd popping. Yeah, they weren't sure. They were like, wait, what? Oh. They popped. They, it wasn't like the double pop. It was, huh? And then they popped once they knew it was him. They didn't know if it was going to be someone well, <coughs> cosplaying or, you know. Because even though I don't like what he's going to do here in a minute, what Joe's going to talk about. Yep. They use, when they bring him back, they do it so well. They, there's enough time. We're like you. Where you're, it's a genuine surprise, and you're happy to see him when yep. he comes back. Yeah, when he did uh, the year that he did No Mercy and against the TLC match, you know, with Jericho, like when he comes back, nobody, you know, that was a generous surprise. That music is so iconic. Oh my god, dude! Still my dance. Still my favorite. Uh, Sean announced your favorite theme song of all time. It's up there. If not, yeah. it is. I got. I have to think about like go through the process in my head but like it is at least top mine two. has changed my favorite one of all time now is crow sting in wcw i mm. fucking love oh, that yeah. theme. So metallica no no <laughs> no uh sean michaels is top two for at is least sean michaels is up there is just pomp and circumstance for you is your savage NW. nwo wolfpack or regular regular Although Wolfpack is up there too, yeah, Wolfpack's up there for me. That too. one, it's so iconic. But it's so good. Sean's, it's like, Sean's at least it is at least top two, and I feel like in the ten count podcast. But damn, yes, Pop and Circumstance is number two. Oh man, I get chills whenever I hear that done right. Fuck yeah, we should do a a, a ten count. We're gonna ten count back, bitches. Yeah, do that because I know in I've my mind I've never been on that show. That's yeah, coming back in my mind. We're, happy, we're doing I, that know, guaranteed, and I I do I. This is because of the pod and listening to constantly. Uh, theme, the song that has ri- risen in my, like, it's in my top ten. Owen Hart, High Energy. Yeah. All right, let's get back to this. Ah! And we crash. <laughs> Yikes. It's a remix. Yeah. Remix! <laughs> Daniel Bryan's <laughs> fucking bass music. Hell yeah. Uh, Sean announced that he has new uh, he he has new uh, responsibility. He has a his wrestling school, his wrestling promotion. Oh, I thought he was gonna shout out some students that he did. I was like, say it, say it. And uh, he has his new family. He is uh, this is boy Cameron. Yep, who's now twenty one. Is he uh, pursuing a career or is he just not I don't into think it all? So. He's, into he's in the race uh, cars. Yeah, he's in like. Uh, racing, yeah, I'm he's not, in racing. Last not stock car racing, or he's 21. Now. He's 21. Jesus. His kid's 21. Rice, dude. When, and I think he announced like he's like six month yeah. year old in this promo. Yeah, like, so ooh. 2021, he's 21. Damn, so he was like right around the same age as uh, Benoit's kid. They were born pretty yeah. similar. Yeah, born in late '99, early 2000. Um, and then his daughter was born in 2004, so she's what, he didn't 17. have any kids before that. Nope. Nope. Interesting. No, but he not until he married the natural girl. Rebecca. Thank God, thank God he met her and had the kid though, because the kid, and it didn't happen right away because he didn't get clean till two thousand one. Mm-hmm. But waking up one day and and being in a drug stupor and seeing the kid there is what got him to be like, I can't do this. I have to take care of him. But that's I will, what got him clean. I will say though, he was a little more lucid 
this episode than he had been. I think, I think he he's trying. He wasn't as deep into it, at least right now. I think this, he's... This exact moment he's he was seen more... I think he's trying because he got the newborn. You know, he, maybe he wanted with, to get clean. With this with this promo, I uh, I felt that. Like, in, like he, I felt he was more sober. And, I mean, we'll get more... We'll get into the show in a second, but you know what's always fascinating about that? Because, obviously, he was with Janetti for a huge... Which, you know, I mean, Christ... L-O-L. But then he spent a fuck ton of time with Triple H, who is clean as fuck. But yet the only member of the clique that was clean Like, as he fuck. doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. But it's the, so weird. But, yeah. but their mindset was, well, he's sober. We can do whatever the fuck we want because we got him to take us to places. The only other one that was even halfway responsible was Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yep. Because you couldn't rely on Xbox. It's got all. No. Jesus or Sean. Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird to me because he had better influences later. And he just it didn't matter. No, he was too far gone at that point. Man, because I remember the road to WrestleMania 14. He every week he was wasted. It was so noticeable watching back this time. Yeah, it's slurring his speed. It's bad. They wouldn't even put him in front of the live crowd. Remember all the tape via satellite from his home because they just couldn't trust him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the press conference in Boston, like yeah. at the in the ring, like he was hammered, didn't want to go out. Vince was like, "You're fucking going out." Like, I don't know what to tell you. You're fucking going in that ring. <laughs> you know, you know, real quick, we'll get back to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's real quick. It's, it's a good thing. No one ever really talks about this, but it's a good thing he did suffer that injury. And for the last time, people, he did suffer a serious injury. It was a real injury. Why the fuck would he... Watch that spot. Why the fuck would he volunteer to take off the four most uh, successful money-making years of the business? You know, it's stupid. Like, he's, okay? a, he's a big ego. That'd be a really stupid move. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a lucky thing he got injured, though, because... He'd have died. He'd have OD'd. Yeah. If he's on the road, 99, 2000, that motherfucker dies. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Yep. Well, Sean decides to resign as commissioner of the WWF. I forgot he was still commissioner, to be completely honest. He blames, like, himself oh. for, he blames himself for what has been happening in the WWF. So they show the footage <laughs> from SmackDown, the first SmackDown. In a, rare, in a rare instance of WWE actually following up on shit. Right. The long con <laughs> of Sean super kicking The Rock having Triple H win. Vince comes out. Vince is like, hey, I didn't invite you, but you're Shawn Michaels. You don't need an invite. And he's like, well, I have. And I was invited by the CEO, your wife, Linda. Which The mere mention of her name since the Vince face. Yeah. You know, Corey, uh, her name is also Linda. Is she? Yeah. Oh, the other Linda's a real bitch. And then this one's a real bitch, too, because she worked for Trump, so fuck her. There it is. Yes. Real bitch. Sean says he had two announcements. That one, he's no longer the commissioner, but he's the spokesperson for WWF. And that he will be the special guest referee for the main event at Judgment Day in that Iron Man match because he's gone through it. He, like, as uh, he put it, he is the only one in WWF to go through it. Okay. I forgot about this. It's a hat on a hat on a hat, right? Yeah. Uh, well, typical Attitude Era booking. You, you have to... I, I, you can't hmm. just have an Iron Man match. You have to have an Iron Man match with a special guest referee who may or may not be trying to screw either one or both people. Yep. Along with the other 18 people who are going to be at ringside who he also doesn't like. Typical. <laughs> um, so two things, real quick, Corey. Go back to our, our, our initial discussion real fast. Is a certain Brian Anderson in that school at this time? Yes, he is. He is. In the school at this time is Brian Danielson, Paul London, uh, Brian Kendrick. And Lance Cade. It's a good class. Um, <coughs> damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
was like, oh, what was the question? Fuck, I forgot where I that was cool? Okay. No, it wasn't about school. It was okay. about something that he actually said in the promo, and I forgot oh, what it was. Okay. And if I looked hard enough, episodes of the Texas Wrestling Academy Ooh. wrestling channel are on YouTube. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Vince says that HBK is one of the greatest champions of all time, and Vince wonders what type of resilient Sean has and starts poking at Sean, so then Sean shoves Vince to the ground. Got him. They had to do that to make, to try to, even though he made amends for what he did, you still, the last time you saw him, he fucked the rock over. Yeah. So you needed to do some, you needed to hammer home the fact that you can't just automatically assume he's going to do that. That's what it was. When was the last time, Corey, we had a one-on-one, no extra gimmick world title match in WWF? In that time frame? Ooh, let me think. I was going to say Triple H and Rock, but like any match. they've had, like, special no, they referees. Had referees. They've had hard three ways. I'm just curious. Like when the last uh, one was. Referees, referee, Re- gimmick, gimmick. <laughs> G- Jesus fucking Christ. Are we in 98? Yeah, we're, we're almost in 97. <laughs> because Is this a fucking Iron Man match? Sean and Hold Brad? on, hold on, because, yeah. N- That's 96, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. 97. Oh, no. No. December of 97, Degeneration X in your house, Shawn Michaels and Ken Shamrock. Technically, it was just a title match, had no gimmick, had no special ref. It ended in schmoz. But Jesus going in, Christ, going in there were no gimmicks attached to it. December of 97. Yeah. So almost three years. My God. Jesus. Like sometimes, man, you could just have a match. According not to them, apparently. Like, I mean, you know, we'll mark on this later, you know, on a different show, but... Mid to midweek? I was sort of into the idea of an Iron Man match. It's the one match like they talk about they haven't had before. So I was like, okay, it's a little interesting. And then you throw the special ref, I'm like, well, fuck. Man, god damn it. We're, I, I, I'm intrigued. I'm, like, the Rock and Triple H don't need star power help. Like, they brought that no up. Triple H, points. Triple H has brought that up in his promos recently. He's like, if it's just me and you, one-on-one, I got your number. And it's just like... Give it to us. But no. Uh, during the break, though, I love this spot. Uh, you're thinking, Corey? I am thinking. Okay. Ooh. <coughs> uh, during the break, I love this spot here. Wheels turning. When, when Sean leaves the arena. Sean leaves the arena. He gets in the limo. As he's about to pull away, another limo shows up. Gobert Struck. Oh, sorry. Gobert Struck. <laughs> and it's DX shows up. <laughs> DX Symmetry. Symmetry. Love it. Right. DX shows up, and Road Dog goes, hey, is that Sean? Triple H was like, no. No. Come Sean, on. that's not Sean. I love that. Like, the crossing path, you know, just like... And you know, like, you know what I loved about that, too? We could go through the rest of the night until they actually come out and do their promo? Yeah. They never, like, they never give us that stupid scene where somebody tells Triple H it was Sean. Jerry was like, somebody told him. It's fine. He knows now. Yeah. I like that. Like, we don't need to fucking see that part. Nowadays, six different people would tell like, him Like, we Sean get it. Sean was here. We saw yeah. it. So Zawa would stop running in the 24-7 thing long enough to go, hey, oh, Shawn Michaels here today. And then keep running. Hi. 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 Be, as, be as stereotypically racist as possible. Oh, hey. Throw so, salt in Stephanie's eyes. <laughs> runs off. Pockets hit. <laughs> Let's go to our first match of the night. It's going to be the Dudley Boys versus Al Snow and Steve Blackman. Cut cheese, baby. God damn it. No. Cut, we cut oh. back. We do the cut backstage for... Uh, the artist formerly known as Head Cheese, as Al Snow is now serious, he doesn't carry around head, and Steve 
doesn't like cheese. So they just don't have anything to do for them, too? Is that yeah, why they've just they've, been gone for months? Yeah. They've literally just... Yeah. They're two of the... Uh, expendable. I mean, you signed Benoit, Saturn, Guerrero, Malenko. Because like, I know you hated it, but like the yeah. crowd was into that shit. But your your tactic division's super thick, and you signed yeah. all those single guys. So the people who've been in that mid level place, like these two, they're expendable. That's fair. Like, um, I wasn't like longing for them, but I just, that gimmick was super over. It really was. The crowd loved, ate that. It shit just up. didn't have a long shelf life. Like that's it's, fair. It's a comedy. Like most of those yeah. mid card gimmicks, they yeah. just. All aboard the Ho Train, for instance. Now, one. if they would have just not super serious, but if they just had to be a fucking serious tag team, they were weird and kooky and didn't have the right, you know, didn't get along all the time. But there were there's legs there because they're good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's just I mean, he's a fucking trainer in about a year of the show. Yeah, but so uh, DX comes out on stage to watch this match. Alison does a face buster on Devon on the ramp. Al. Uh, right. Uh, back and forth. Dudley's the w- uh, hit Alison with the 3D for the win. Blackman attacks Devon after the match, uh, and this allows DX to come down to attack the Dudleys. DX sets up, uh, sets Bubba on a table on the outside, and Road Dog's going to do something, but Tori's like, I got this. And Tori does a impressive splash onto Bubba onto the outside. She hits it clean. Well, I mean, at some point in her life, she could actually wrestle. That's gone now, but... She could she actually sh- do it. She could, yeah. Then when we come back from commercial, we see Bubba in a trance back uh, on the sitting on the ground. Devon's telling him to snap out of it, and Tori will get her revenge at Judgment Day. So right now, it looks like it's going to be the Dudley Boys versus Tori <laughs> at Judgment Day. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Checks out. God damn it. Uh, we get a promo by one Stephanie Whoa. McMahon. As um, she says that she's proud of Tori for sticking up for herself. Where's noted feminist Gerald Briscoe? Right. <laughs> Stephanie brings up smack uh, brings up SmackDown about how that would have been one of her worst nights of, of all time. As Rikishi was going to stink face her. God, did the crowd want it? Mm. But Triple H makes the save. Close, sir. They have now taken to calling it the stinky face. Oh, the stinky face. Yeah, I'm like, no, we're uh, not doing that. So for tonight, Rikishi's going to uh, feel the wrath of Stephanie as she has hand, <laughs> ha- she has handpicked his opponent tonight, and it's going to be one, Kurt Angle. I loved this tiny interaction with them, too. They, they come out, and Angle's going to hug her, but then they stop. No, Steph was going to hug her. And they, then they he stop, goes, nope, nope mm-hmm. and handshake, and she's smitten, he's smitten. It's, I don't, I don't know. Like, because she is so good at uh, ruining people's careers yeah. on Tamara. Like, why she has such good chemistry with Kurt Angle and, and Chris Jericho, I don't know. But they work so well together. It's they fucking really weird. Yeah. Well, there's real chemistry here. That's the one thing nobody always talks about this storyline, but you can see it. There's actual well, there's like chemistry between these two. Triple H is lucky he was there first because yeah. um, we might have gone a different direction with Stephanie yeah. McMahon. There might have been a different letter in someone's back in their bag. You know, because, uh, yep. Uh, Angle <laughs> says how he's disgusted by the stink face move. He doesn't know how it started. He thinks that people in Samoa must use it for their birthing, uh, for birth. <laughs> Uh, and he then goes off of how he wonders how the Cleveland uh, football team came up with their names, the Browns. Jesus. And Lawler took offense. 
you could hear Lawler. He tries to go with it because yeah. it's an angle, but he, you could hear the. It's like, what? Hey, man, that's my team. Come on, yeah. Come on now. Dare you. Where is a Cleveland guy? It's weird. Uh, I can explain it, actually. Because um, he likes the Guardians. Yeah, and the Cavs. <laughs> what, uh, although he's more, he's a grizzly dude now because they're in Memphis. But, but uh, what happened was when he was younger, and this happened a lot in that time frame in the South, uh, sometimes jobs would become scarce or uh, you would get um, moved to the uh, plant in a different town. And a lot of guys from the Memphis, Nashville, Tennessee, they would go straight to Cleveland. That's a straight line. Oh. So his dad, um, yeah, his dad got moved to um, a job in Cleveland. So they lived in Cleveland for like seven years. Yeah, that's why he's a hardcore Cleveland. Sports Interesting. Fan. Yeah. Then they moved back to Memphis. Interesting. Um, our so our next suck at Cleveland Cubs beat you. Eat a dick. So our next match is Kurt Angle versus Rikishi. Um. Patterson with Edge and Christian come out to root on Angle. Well, of course they do. Uh, Rikishi's going to do the stink face, but Edge and Christian come down to stop the match. Too Cool comes down and lay out Patterson, Edge, and Christian. Too Cool dances. When did that stink face start? I don't remember now. God. Um, <laughs> uh, late. Was he doing it in 99 or did it wait until 2000? I don't remember. Late 99. Has to be. He probably, he probably so started. When did he yeah, start yeah. doing it? Like to who? I can I, whoever he was wrestling. Yeah, like had to be like a house show thing first, right? I would assume so. And then he got over so big they're like, I'll try it on Raw. And then it got over. Kishi's first stinky face. Stinky God damn it! If you could find that on the internet, we've gone too far. I'm afraid what I'm about to look up. The fabled first stink face was on October 23rd. It's a 30 for 30, honey. Rikishi introduced the stink face in February 2000 in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. The big boss man was the first. Shout uh, out to Ray Trailer. Yep. Hmm. So, uh, damn. God damn it. Fab 2000. There you go. Yep. Internet's undefeated. There is. Did you ask Jeeves? No, I just typed it in, and yeah, Google gave it to me. Uh, so that's Jesus. Uh, we see Big Show waiting in the parking lot for one, Shane McMahon, but he's, he comes face-to-face with the Goldberg, Goldberg truck. truck. God damn it, he's back. He's like, wait a minute. I like, you're at the wrong fucking show. I know wrong this truck. Wrong fucking show, he pushed dude. me up a building once. Uh, we're going to recap Fuck a SmackDown of the Dudleys 3Ding Big Show through the table. That was crazy. So our next match. That's nuts. So our next match is The Godfather with Hose. Versus Crash Holly for the Hardcore Championship. God damn it. Um, Godfather throws Crash into through his scale. Holly has... Uh, that looks like it hurts, by the way. Yeah. Because that bitch, like, there's, like, it gives, so, like, you have to take most of that force. That mm-hmm. looks like it sucks. Godfather dominates, like, the entire match. He's, match. He's going to go for the hoe train splash, but Crash grabs a stop sign and hits the Godfather with it. However, the sign... Flies through the ropes and it hits the cameraman. <laughs> then D'Lo comes out. Remember, he's in a feud with Godfather that we keep forgetting. Uh, he frog splashes Godfather and then hits the sky high and crash. And then goes for the cover. He's in this match now. But then Godfather throws D'Lo over the top rope. During all this, a hoe. That's right. A hoe. Gets into the ring and covers Crash for the win. Your new hardcore... Wait, Crash Holly rolls up a hoe. And your new hardcore champion, 
Crash Holly. I'm not gonna lie, I popped for that. And in the back, Lily was like, "Your new champion, one of Godfather's hoes." <laughs> I I popped for it. I'm like what? I did not see it coming. I I, I um actually like the D-Lo spot. Why do you have to have your own fucking ref? There's already a ref in the match. Just join the match. Yes. It doesn't make sense you have to have your own fucking ref. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> that little guy. A hoe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we see Stephanie, Triple H, and Vince headed to the ring. Big yeah. Show still waiting for uh, um, Vin, uh, for uh, Shane. So, it, But Goldberg's truck's there. So. Before you get to the promo, Joe. Yes. We all hate when they open Raw for 20 fucking minutes. Yep. I would rather them do that, get it out of the fucking way, than wait to like segment five. Can yeah. we just get it and be done with it and then move on with the fucking show, please? Yeah, they've started doing that the last this couple weeks. Sucks. It, this kills the entire momentum of the show. Just, you do a twenty they do a, they do like a fifteen fuck. minute promo to begin with Sean and, and Vince, and then we do the twenty minute one and after it would be four matches. If yeah. it was like just Triple H, but nine fucking people have to talk. Yeah. It's like I, a Bone Thugs and Harmony concert. Like Jesus Christ. I'm done with the McMahon Helmsley regime. regime. Uh, uh, are you? Because it's uh, 2021, sir, and they're still wow. a regime. I know. So, I know. Yeah, this sucks. This this grinds the show to a halt every week, and it fucking blows. So, speaking of the, the halt in the show, Triple H, Steph, and Vince come out. Vince announces The Rock will have a match tonight against one Chris Benoit. Fifth time in two weeks. Vince yeah. then decides to make this a submission match. Uh, Triple H wants The Rock to come out and ch- answer his challenge for the pay-per-view match this weekend. <laughs> I mean, ideally, they would have had that booked, but it's okay. Triple H says if Sean doesn't call it down the middle, he guarantees uh, mm-hmm. Sean. It's not what he said, because it's important. Oh. He said if you don't call it the right way. The- because The Rock says he needs him to call it right down the middle. Mm, okay. Yeah. So if, Triple, if, Triple, if Sean doesn't call it down the right way, <laughs> yep. Sean won't have a future here. Rock comes out. Rock accepts the challenge by saying he's going to whoop Triple H's candy ass at Judgment Day. For an hour. For an hour. Um, Brock says that if... Uh, well, Rock says if Triple H doesn't call it... Uh, if HBK doesn't call it down the middle, he'll stick his foot up, up uh, HBK's candy ass. Rock says it eats Triple H inside that Triple H knows he's good, but the Rock's better. Did they ever have a Rock... Shawn Michaels match? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. And no. Absolutely not. There was a lot of heat there. Rock refused to wrestle Shawn Michaels. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because when Rubble Rock came in in late 96 through 97 when doped up son of a bitch uh, politicking, sabotaging Shawn Michaels was at his absolute height and never forgot or forgave it. Even though there's no... There's no... Like incident or like reason for that? There's no one single incident that shows Sean ever did anything to Rock. He's a Bret Hart guy, and he just never... I think he maybe assumed that Triple H was the guy benefiting from Sean's politicking over the Rock. Probably not wrong. Yeah, but no, never. Never even an option when he came back. Wow. Yep. Seems like a, a big match. Would have, would have drawn some butts and seats. Would have been. Yeah, it would have been a pretty big deal. Yeah, but Rock let it be known that that was never an option once he came back because by that point, Rock was a super-duper-duper star, and Sean was, you know, just happy to be back. Huh. But Interesting. 
I never thought of that until just now, like of matches that never happened. Oh, yeah. Nope. Damn. All right. So let's go to our next match. It's, it has, it's just a hardcore match of Chris Jericho versus uh, Baldcore Holly. Or my phone wrote Jardcore. Jardcore. Yep. All right. Hardcore Holly. Uh, ba- uh, Jericho baseball slides into Holly, who's holding a chair in front of him. Jericho chokes Holly with a camera cord. They fight in the crowd. Holly whips Jericho with a strap. Holly jumps off the top turnbuckle with a trash can, but Jericho is able to drop kick the trash can. Jericho hits Holly with the trash can and then puts it over his head, uh, puts him in the walls of Jericho. Ben Wall runs down and puts Jericho in a dragon sleeper, and then Holly hits Jericho with the chair for the win. Man, I love when Jericho wrestles like legitimate wrestlers in this company because he gets to do the walls of Jericho the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so fucking good looking there. Yep. God, I love that move when he sits up on it high. Oh. Uh, we go backstage and the limo shows up. Big Show charges it, but it's just some random guy. Just beats the shit out of some dude. But then you hear Vince McMahon's No Chance to Hell music, and here comes Shane. Shane snuck past him. Shane mocks Big Show as Shane keeps calling himself a jungle cat and how Big Show won't catch him and which way did he go? Which way did he go? And then Shane then challenges the Big Show to a no-DQ match. At Judgment Day. Well, that seems like a dumb decision, but all right. Um, Big Show comes out and wants to fight Shane. Shane runs off, but then TNA comes out with one Jared Briscoe. As it looks like our next match will be TNA versus Big Show in a handicap match. And this is the beginning of what I hate. As well, when, when Shane calls himself a jungle cat. That's, that's Bearcat, sir. No, that's Keith Lee. Oh, okay. Um, Lee. Now it's Bearcat Lee. Um, no. Oh. On their website, it's Bear Lee. What? He's barely there. <laughs> like B E R B A R L E. Yeah. Good. They said at least it was a couple me. days ago because it was posted on. People were like, they changed it again. Fuck <laughs> me, dude. Barely. Uh, and if they're gonna go with Barely, that has to be a dig. That has to be a rib. Like, He's barely there. Yeah, that's gotta be a rib. <laughs> Did they change it back, or is it still barely? I'm looking right damn, now. Damn, dude. Because I saw the graphic. I'm like, barely. Oh, that's great. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> when I get to it, um, Ron Breaker. What the fuck did he ever do besides be like one of the best workers in the fucking company? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's big but fat in Vince's eyes. Let's get his glory. And that's gone. For he is limitless. No, it's Keith Bearcap. Oh, now so. they've added Keith back, too. Keith Bearcat Lee. <laughs> the other day, it was just Bear Lee. Damn, um, dog. Jerry Lawler decides to call Shane McMahon Simba, and he won't let Simba <laughs> go. He doesn't matter. He's in the past. So, Big Show dominates both men. Show's going to powerbomb Tess on a chair, but Trish slaps Big Show. Briscoe gets involved, and so Big Show choke slams him. Shane hits him with the chair but has no effect. Shane uh, runs off, but Big Show's able to catch him. Then Big Show throws Shane McMahon into the raw symbol that's on the bottom, the WWF.com symbol that's on the bottom of the Titan. That's about eight, nine feet high. So if if Big Show can walk underneath it, clean, uh, yeah. 
You can't say Shane's not a tough bastard. No, no. I mean, he, he takes some fucking bumps, dude. Um, should Briscoe be taking choke slams? <laughs> like, well, you know, he's he's a bit older. Well, at that point, fi- 55. 55, right? Yeah. yeah, I looked it up the other day, actually. What yeah. was, there was a thing I saw the other day. Um, at the moment, Goldberg is older now than than Briscoe was during this time frame when he was doing the show. Damn. Shit. That's bullshit. <laughs> so, the, damn. So, yeah, fucking Shane gets thrown off the sign. Yeah, that's a crazy spot. Yeah. And he like he goes, like, he goes shoulder into it, like, like shoulder back, like, instead of, like, just the head, or he catches up. Like he legit gets thrown in against it with his back. Uh, TNA tries to get involved, but Big Show just headbutts him away. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Our next match is Eddie Guerrero and China versus Dean Malenko and Saturn. A uh, bell rings, and Saturn instantly suplexes Eddie out of over the top rope to the outside. That's not very nice. Malenko and Saturn uh, double team China. Whoa! Whoa! Do you know what I mean? Whoa! Uh, Eddie gets in, but uh, Eddie shoves uh, Saturn they off. Have a thousand holds, huh? Uh, <laughs> off the turnbuckle. Um, Saturn wearing the wig in this one. Woman of a thousand holes. This is uh, this is one of my favorite things. Is uh, during two the guys m- in China within like two minutes of the match. Joe Lawler's like, "Hey, Jar, what's the update on Shane? I need a medical update on Shane." And like, Jar's like, "I don't know. I haven't heard anything." Within like ten seconds. Have you got an update yet? Like, JR was like, snapped. Like, I have no idea. Well, he's dead. We're back in 10. Way to make these guys feel important during this match. Right. What do you know about the boss's son? How's it doing? Will you? Will uh, Saturn puts Eddie in a full Nelson on the outside, allowing Dean to hit him with a baseball slide. Eddie hits a, uh, hits a jumping Hurricane Rana on Saturn. Saturn hits a brain buster on Eddie for the win, while Malenko's brawling with China. Any more brain buster? Any more brain buster ideas? Um, backstage, Cole wants to know why Edge and Christian put their titles on the line against the Hardy Boys in APA. Um, they said that they have a special surprise for the fans with flash photography. Uh, then we find <laughs> out that Shane's been taken to a medical facility. Is this the first time they said medical facility? No, they've no. been saying it for a while They've now. been saying it since the 80s. Vince is weird. Our next match is Edge and Christian versus APA versus the Hardy Boys. Is that real quick? Is that is that the way he like like his way of letting people know like he's he's actually fine? Like if they say like hospital, like it's a problem. I don't know. Code words maybe. Because like because yeah. like if people have ever gotten like act like legitimately hurt like at a house or whatever, like yeah. I feel like I've read like he went to a hospital. Like I feel like maybe. I wonder if say his way of saying like they're good. Because we be. know we know when someone gets really hurt, they throw up the X. Yeah, I'm not sure what his terminology is when it's real. Yeah. It's a good question. Good question. Edge Christian has a new five-second uh, pose for them. It's called the Cleveland Indian Relief Pitcher. As it's Edge throwing, and then both, uh, I think it was Edge throwing, Christian hitting a bat, and the head just looks back. <laughs> believe it cost them a game. I'm not sure what they were referencing, but all right. It was probably something that happened around that week. You know, yeah. they're, you know baseball season's young, and they're in Cleveland, so time cost them cost them a game. Uh, Matt hits a twist of fate and uh, is gets up because he's waiting for the ref to make the count, wondering where the hell he was at. APA is beating up Jeff on the outside to that distracts the ref. Christian hits the young prettier on Matt and Edge makes the cover for the win. 
Um, we see backstage Vince talking with Benoit as Cole interrupts them. Cole, Not a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Cole says that uh, people don't believe that uh, Benoit is the real IC champion. As Benoit says that yeah, he's going to prove it as he walks out Judgment Day, the champion. Well, no, so at first he was like, hey, uh, hey, Chris, what were you and Vince talking about? Don't fucking worry about yeah. it. All right. Vince My was bad. showing me some moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Vince was teaching me how to wrestle. Vince was showing his both legs he bought. Wow. It's interesting. So let's go to our main event. Chris Benoit versus The Rock. Yeah. Um, back and forth match. Triple H, Stephanie, Vince come out during the match. Benoit puts the rock in the sharpshooter, but the rock gets the rope. Rock hits the rock bottom. The whole match, the commentary team is questioning what type of submission Rock could do. I think we all know what it's going to be. Rock hits the spine buster, but the rock, uh, but the rock puts the Benoit in some type of figure four. Thank uh, you. In theory, it was figure four. It's something. It was something. Stephanie gets on the apron, and Triple H gets on the apron. Three to third. Uh, Triple H is able. Yep. Triple H is able to drag Benoit to the ropes. Uh, Vince, uh, Triple H gets on the apron. Rock punches him, then turns around to the crossface. Benoit, uh, Vince calls for the bell and makes the Lillian say that Benoit won. Triple H and Benoit attack the Rock after the match. Rock fights him off and goes after Vince. But when he begins to walk up the ramp, oh, as Vince leaves and he's about to walk up the ramp, one Chris Jericho comes out. Uh, Jericho... Uh, Gets in the ring, and, and there's a brawl. Rock hits a rock bottom on Benoit. Jericho has Triple H in the walls of Jericho. DX comes out to attack Rock and Jericho. Dudley, Dudley's come out with a table. They set it up, and then everybody somehow leaves. I blinked, and they're all gone. And that leaves The Rock and Triple H in the ring. The Rock, Rock bottoms Triple H through the table to end Raw. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Cleveland Screwjob. Because... Yep. So, boys, what was a better show? Mm. Raw. Barely. Though. Probably Raw, but barely. Barely. Yeah. Nitro was a lot better this week. Yep. And Raw was about the same. Raw's been the so. same, yeah. So, let's go to the ratings. I, last week, WCW gave it a, had a 2.8 for the rating, and WWF had a 6.2. This week, WCW, 3.1. Damn. To the 6.1. WWF. They've lost people last two weeks. That's interesting. Damn. They've lost them, like quite a bit because like two weeks ago it was like seven and a half or something. It was a big number they lost. Yeah, it was. It was like a seven point four. Was the well, they, they only had three weeks of uh, to build to a pay per view and they did a shitty job building to it. Yeah, they let you know Rock the was match, gone for a week. They let you know the match that's probably happening, but didn't confirm it until tonight. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So we will mark out no sell. On the midweek war stories. So let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start it off with best match. I guess I'll go first. Not a lot to pick from. I went Rock and Benoit, but. I did too. I, yeah, there, there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of bounty here. I'll nope. go with you guys. Well, but it's not. I didn't very... want to pick it because they've had like this like ninth fucking match in two weeks, but right. Nothing else like went long enough or had a lot happening. And just, yeah. yeah. Jabroni match the week. Now here, however. Um, for me, it's Liz and Medusa. 
Mine was Daphne Crowbar versus Candido and Fat Sammy. Mine was Liz and Medusa. Yep. Who is your motive? No, 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 sorry. MVP. I got an interesting one. Go ahead. Godfather's Ho for winning <laughs> yeah. the championship, baby! Because nobody else on Raw or Nitro fucking did anything. Could be Goldberg's truck. <laughs> I will say my MVP... That's a fucking great pick. ...is the one person booked to be actually competent and and strong on WCW. That's Kevin Nash. That's not a bad pick. I'm going with Goldberg's truck. Fuck yeah, you are. Yeah, Hell yeah. That's an amazing pick. Tonight. Who's your uh, motive? Uh, funny enough, Godfather, because... <laughs> You suck your hoe all the time. <laughs> you are fucking useless. I'll go with you. I would say it's time for a repackage or something. Yep, I agree. I said it last on last week's show. Godfather feels like he's in 1992, the new generation. It's bad, uh, dude. Character. Uh, WTF? What do you think, Corey? What the fuck? <clears throat> this build to this paper has been pretty unspectacular. <laughs> for What's funny is that once I, once I run down the card... Not bad. It's a pretty loaded card. Yeah. But it's unspectacular. And it's just been like, eh, whatever. My what the fuck is um, Tori picking Horace over Kidman for anything that is ever. as well. Ever in life. What the fuck? It's when I start making some, I start questioning things seriously if I'm fucking Billy Kidman. Like, um. What am I doing here, man? I, you know. What's can, the point of me? Can you just fire me, please? Because this is, just, I'm jobbing out to Horace Hogan. Hulk, I get. <laughs> Horace? Nah, dog. We ain't doing that. No, mine is also the. <laughs> mine is also Horace leaving with the girl. That just. Who would have thought Horace? Horace was... gets the girl! Yeah. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> so, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories as we will be marking out no selling on the midweek. And then that leads us to next week as we we, we will be talking about Wee Wee Ricky Martel! Wee Wee Ricky Martel! I wish, but we'll be talking no, about Judgment not Day. Not so much. You can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our blogs, all that uh, photos that Corey likes to put up that we don't really want to talk about. They're they're erotic in nature. Yeah, they're ero- they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs> and like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 